forsooth, adverb, archaic. In truth, in fact, indeed. Now used in derision or to express disbelief. Gosh, we are back. And as promised, unfortunately, uh, we are doing an impeachment timeline what breakdown special. going on? We got him, you guys. No, we didn't. That's the, that's the point of this. We got him, you guys. No, that's no, the, no, that's... no, 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 no. Don't pull a bush. Don't be like, mission accomplished. Nothing happened. Where's the button? We're, no, we're literally... Bring out the dancing lion. No, no. We are literally doing this to make it so that we, like, we clarify that we haven't got anybody yet. That's the entire point of this. Confetti from the ceiling. No, no. no. You... Stop. All right. So you're totally <laughs> missing the entire point of basically educating people. <laughs> So with us, as I'm sure you've heard their voices already, is returning back to the podcast is Misty. Say hi, Misty. Hi, Misty. And then we have Justin. Say hi, Misty, Justin. Hi, Misty, Justin. There you go. Uh, and that'll probably be the, the last bit of humor you'll probably hear this entire podcast. Oh, no, oh, no. There, there will be humor. Oh, this is going to be hard. It will be hard. So we, we for the people who really hate us right now, I will promise you this. I, you'll hate us more by the end. That might be true, uh, but I am going to be as um, respectful, as knowledgeable, and as fact-driven as possible through all of this. That being said, the most important thing is to talk about what basically led this to happen. And this is all based upon a claim that Trump ha- is making, specifically about a candidate that's running against him, hypothetically, uh, for the next election, and has to do specifically with Joe Biden. Now... Good guy, Joe Biden. I am going to complain. I'm going to make a comment. Touch somebody's boob a little bit, Joe Biden. I'm going to make a comment. I actually don't like Joe Biden. I think he's likable, but I don't like Joe Biden. And the reason I don't like Joe Biden is because as a Democrat, I don't think he's a Democrat. Like at all. You think he's fake news? No, he's the literally least Democrat of the people that are running for president on the Democratic Party. people call a centrist. Yeah. Yeah, but if if he was a centrist, he's we, we on have the parties. he's on the other side. But he's on the right side of the center. You, you really? Well, okay. If if you're going by a worldwide um, spectrum, like even the Democrat Party would be considered center right. Uh, on, center left, you mean right? No, center right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're looking at other countries, our Republican Party is would be considered extremely conservative, and the Democrat Party would be. I mean, you have a progressive wing to it now, but it would be considered middle right. I just think about the the people in Australia and how they have like the right and the left, just like we do. But there, it's like almost the exact opposite. Where like the right is like clearly they're on the right side, but they are a lot closer to the center, and the left is a lot more like over to like the well, far see, left. You know why that is though? It's the because the spiders. It's the water. I thought it was the dingoes. Because it goes the other way. Oh, the water runs the other way. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought we were here to talk about the impeachment. We are. So we're impeaching Australia. I'm sorry, the impeachment no, no, proceedings, no, the impeachment hearing. Well, the, the impeachment, the has impeachment not inquiry. Yes, inquiry. Thank you. So the thing that Trump says, he says that uh, Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden, but Joe Biden, called for the firing of the prosecutor uh, in Ukraine, um, <coughs> and that prosecutor was uh, Viktor Shokin. I hope I'm saying that right, but otherwise, he's a piece of shit, so I don't really care. Um, and I can say that without being biased whatsoever. The information that I've heard and facts about this guy is he is a piece of shit. That being said, uh, Trump says that Biden wanted him fired and was trying to basically call for him being fired because he was investigating his son. 
Well, he was investigating a company that his son was a part of. Trump's claim is specifically, he call, had basically said that Biden was complaining and trying to get him fired because he was investigating his son. Remember, these aren't the facts. These are the claims. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, claim number two is that uh, Biden specifically told Ukraine to take Shokin off of his case, his son's case. Uh, the claim number three is that Biden basically spoke to Hunter Biden and knew about Hunter Biden's uh, business dealings. So knowledgeable, uh, asked, basically wanted the guy fired, and then basically asked him to be fired. And then also the last claim is that Biden made millions of dollars or used millions of dollars specifically to force the Ukrainian president specifically to remove uh, Prosecutor Shokin. Uh, is he trying to make a claim that he used millions of his own dollars or he used millions of aid dollars? That's, to you, we'll get into that a little bit later because there is a specific distinction about that. Uh, and it does kind of play into it. But I'll go into that a little bit. But his, his claim is kind of more of a broad that right. he basically yes. threatened money specifically to get this guy removed. And you'll see there actually isn't a question there. But that's actually probably the most true no, he did, of all of these things. He, well, Biden did push Shokin to be removed. Yes. But so did the rest of the international community. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So all of this starts with response to 2013. And now this is this is a long, long time ago. I know we're going pretty early, but I want to give... Does anybody remember what happened to, like six years ago? I want to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. Because there's got to be a reason he thinks these things. And I want, to, I, I want to jump in that rabbit hole, and I want to see if I can find a fucking rabbit. Right? That's reasonable. Okay, I'd I mean, like to make a counter. If this was any other president that wasn't Trump, any other president, if if Obama was saying we should look into this, and it wasn't about like a political rival, I mean, in theory, we should give some deference, right? Well, no, because Obama wouldn't be, wouldn't have been pushing this kind of thing See, if it was a rival. Again, I'm not saying if this wasn't because a rival, he would be afraid of it looking like he's pushing to try and deal with a rival. Again, I'm just saying blanketly, if a president said, who we assume would have more information than we would because of his his clearance and information he might have and advisors, basically said that a private U.S. citizen was doing something untoward in another country and you wanted to investigate it, I mean, technically, that should be to a degree as a leader of the executive branch investigated, hypothetically speaking. This is again. All hypothetical, not right. this scenario, not a political rival. So let's let's go down your rabbit hole. Let's and go see down how far we can we can go with this. So um, there's a person. I, I'm probably gonna ruin this name, but his name is Mykola Zolovsky. I think I got that right. <laughs> uh, and he owned a Ukrainian national gas company called Zolovchevsky. 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 I mean, I probably I'm also getting it wrong. I but, would call it Mikola. Well, okay, Mikola is correct. You're right there. But uh, regardless of the name, he owned a Ukrainian national gas company that went by the name of Burisma Holdings. Uh, and that was under investigation in 2013 for a fraudulent business transaction. Now, this is a fact True. that yeah. there is most likely, almost to like do certainty, that there was a fraudulent business transaction in 2013. There's not a lot of question here. It's just the fact that nothing really kind of came of it. But there was specifically enough smoke for there to possibly a fire very heavily for this event. Now, in 2014, though, that's actually when Hunter Biden then joined the board of directors of Burisma Holdings. Now, I don't know why he jumped on the board of this. I don't know, like, any, like, finite details. Business. But it's business. But again, the dealing that was questionable took place a year prior. Sure. Now, so, in other words, did not take place while... Hunter Biden was a member of the... That business dealing that was called into question, that specific one, 
did not take place. And I want to make this very clear. That specific event did not take place while he was basically part of the board. So this, that specific event? The business, the fraudulent business transaction. And I'll go into more detail about that as we go a little deeper as to why I'm specifically saying that. Because, I mean, we don't know all the facts. We're not literally basically in the boardroom. We don't know all the deals that was going on. But that fact happened in 2013. Okay. I, I would like to really quick point out. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to hold on to this for a moment. Okay. I'll, I'll come back to this. In 2015... Um, well, specifically in February 2015, Viktor Shokin was appointed Ukrainian Prosecutor General. Now, this man... Which is the highest prosecutor. Yes. He's basically like our attorney general. The attorney general. Okay, right, right. So this man um, was he's kind of a weird choice because he has specifically made cases against the Ukrainian government to basically prevent people from, like, you know, like, trying to gain information. Like, he was basically on the side of corrupt businesses while he was fighting the, the the prior prosecutor. So now he was basically like the fox in charge of the hen house. Right. Which is accurate. And I, I'm saying this with certainty because it's not... I don't consider it a point of question whether this guy was dirty or at least questionably dirty to the point of certainty. Because this person, his actions not only pissed off um, the Obama administration, not specifically Biden... But the entire Obama administration, which basically means the governing body of the United States, uh, the America's allies, the International Monetary Fund, which basically people that can hand money out left and right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the Ukrainians, so their own countries, Ukrainian anti-corruption activists, were all against uh, Viktor Shokin. Right. They, were, they all hated him. And, that's, and ironically, it was actually because he was not prosecuting things that he should have been prosecuting. Well, that's, that's what I'm going to go into a little bit later because that actually comes into play about a lot of the reasons. Because there's a lot of question about what happened with this guy. Because this is where a lot of the information is coming from. So it's important to kind of, kind of explain also a little bit more about that. Uh, so people protested his basically being in charge. Like the actual people, not boards and other countries. The people of Ukraine actually held... Uh, protests asking for him to be fired in in November of 2015. And there was even an assassination attempt on his life in November of 2015. So he's not even in the office for like a year. He's been, he's like, he's basically in for nine months. He's three-fourths of the, month, of the time in, and there's already been an assassination attempt on this asshole. Uh, which, it's not funny. Assassination, assassination attempts are never funny. No. I'm just saying, like, this is a clear sign the people hate him. Right. I mean, it's not like businesses who are like, stop like harassing us, because there is a kind of a false narrative they're trying to push, it seems like, now. But people were against him, not specifically businesses. Um, the world did not like uh, Mr. Shokin. Now, in December, so again, we are like 10 months into his, his job. In December, he Biden comes in, and Biden basically starts putting pressure on uh, Ukrainian president at the time, Petro Poroshenko. I'm probably ruining that. To fire Shokin. Um, and now, there was a billion dollar loan guarantee from the US, but Biden himself later has admitted that he also threatened uh, non-governmental money. So there was some talk about him being like, we're not going to give you that, that, that guarantee, and then we're going to basically kind of pull back on businesses that are coming into your country, kind of. Which... You know, whatever you say here, Biden admits to having done that. I mean, okay, that's 
Yeah. I mean, that is that is the work of of diplomacy. That is the work of Yes. So yeah, he put the, pressure on on the guy on the guy to get him fired. Like, the only reason why I bring up the fact that that is a true fact is that I think it's important to point out that of Trump's claims, one, I mean, Biden specifically is asking for Shokin to basically be fired. Sure. Uh, Biden is basically threatening to withhold money to get Shokin fired. Okay. So of those claims he's made so far, I mean, those do hold water. Okay. They're accurate. They're they're true statements. Give Trump credit where credit is due. He's not wrong. The question is, is there something wrong with it? Well, and that's what we're going to go into. And here, okay, yeah. Because there's just, we're just in 2015. <laughs> so 2016 comes around, uh, and in February 2016, uh, Shokin's deputy, meaning the person right below him, is like next in line. So sure, sure, Shokin yeah. did get assassinated. This guy basically probably stepping up. I don't know a ton of details about Ukrainians, like, like line of succession, but regardless of it, uh, Vitaly Kosko, his right-hand man, resigned in February, saying that Shokrin's office itself was corrupt. So now, I don't know if this guy was corrupt. There was a lot of stuff going around in that office, people being investigated, but he specifically said he, he was quitting. I don't know if he was corrupt, but he's saying Shokrin was corrupt. So I don't know what was going on there, but we'll go into a little bit more why. I think that's a little bit weird. Um... In February 16th, Shokran himself submitted a letter of resignation. So he literally said, I quit. And then he pieced the fuck out. <laughs> like, he just left. And people thought he was gone. But when they called up the office, the people said, oh, he's on paid leave. Oh, wow. so, so this asshole has literally quit the job, left the office, does not come back for, like... Um, a full month, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't come back till March. That's some good vacation time. March 16th. So like a full 30 days, basically. And he comes... Like, and, like at that time, between that point where he basically sends his letter and he comes back on the 16th, uh, because it was, there was a question of whether he was actually gone, whether he was actually removed from office because of the fact that he, he kept saying, oh, he's not gone, he's just on leave. Uh, the Ukrainian legislative actually voted to try to force the president to fire uh, Shokin. Like, get rid of him. They voted specifically saying, like, you got to get rid of him. Uh, but on the 16th, Shokin came back. He's back in the office. Like, nothing happened. <laughs> what a piece of shit. I really hate this guy. <laughs> uh, and uh, there were more protesters on the 28th now. So they all came back. They were like, if he's fucking back, we're back. Let's protest in the streets. And I think it was primarily that. That, that led to him being fired. Because while Biden was putting on pressure, that was in December of the year before, this is three months later, and people are in the streets literally protesting, and the next fucking day, uh, the president basically, like, fires him. Uh, and they basically claim that it's, uh, his office investigations decided uh, were, like, none. That he wasn't doing any investigations, that things were basically, like, falling by the wayside, uh, and there was just, there was no actual, like, proof of any work. And then on top of that, they were saying that there was there was evidence and investigations into his own office, Shokin's office, for corruption. So that was the reason that he was fired. So say what you will about other countries. I know America has a lot of disbelief and doesn't really trust other governmental agencies. And there might be some truth to it because there are some really corrupt agencies. And Ukraine has had a serious problem over the last, like, 20 years with corruption within the government. 
serious issues. So whether or not we believe the legislative organization was correct, whether or not we believe the president was correct in firing Shokin because of corruption within his own office, I mean, the people themselves of the country basically don't like the guy and think he's corrupt. I mean, that to okay. me says enough about who Shokin is to know, like, if the general public is, like, riding in the streets to get rid of him, maybe get rid of him, right? Sure, but... Um... Are we going to go with this? I just think that, technically, in my opinion, I don't think Biden got choke and fire. I think he was he was a part of it, but I don't think he was, the, like, the... the, the well, I think Biden's being a little bit of a tool bragging about the fact that he got him fired. Here's the thing. He might have been nailing the coffin, but I don't think that's I think he was, like, reason. like, one of the nails, but not the final nail. Here, Here's the thing, though. So, like, politicians always brag, and they always make their accomplishments seem more, you know, like they did more work or they, they were more effective than it was. Yeah. Well, but, that's their job. Yeah, That's exactly. literally their whole job. Literally, yeah. So, and I mean, but here's Biden the, is a braggart, though. Whether Biden got him fired or not, that's not what the issue is. Well, I mean, it's in that, that mentality, that argument, and again, I'm not saying that, that Trump's claims are correct. I'm just saying that in the idea of well, I mean, where there is smoke, there might be fire. Trump could be completely correct. That's what I'm saying. Trump right? could be absolutely right on this. But that's not what's at issue. It, what's at issue is that... Uh, Donald Trump, and we have a transcript of Donald Trump. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Mm, I'll, yes. We'll get into that because we, we have we a don't. transcript that's missing 20 minutes that was turned over by Donald Trump's office. We have a memorandum that says in it that this is not effectively a transcript. Which was given to us by the Trump administration. Yeah, but we'll, we'll go more into, but, the, into the phone call because that is so, okay, but, here, but my point is, of him saying, we want you to look into a... Uh, into That's, a political rival. I'm, I'm gonna hold, I know what you want to say, and I'm going to hold you on that, because we're not talking specifically about Trump's actions just yet. I'm just talking about the fact of, like, this does give okay, at least but, something to a claim, but we're going to blow that out of the water before we get there, so please bear with me. Seriously, I'm not basically trying to send a Biden to be this law guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, these, I, I honestly don't think Biden is responsible for him being fired. I think that he, that Shokin is, is clearly corrupt in his own, right? Uh, I think from what we talked about here so far, uh, the information that was possibly being investigated in the Burisma Corporation or Holdings was done before he was even involved. So, okay. I mean, these are the facts leading up to it. So, we still got some more because in 2016, it wasn't even right after um, Shokram was fired. But in June, that's when Obama approves the $1 billion uh, loan guaranteed to Ukraine. And now... I think these timelines are really important, and I'll explain why later, because it actually does play into a little bit with what Trump does. But just it's very specific. That's like a good three months of time between when uh, the guy... like It's three months between when Biden specifically says, fire this guy, we're not giving you the money. It's three months from when the guy actually gets fired to when they actually get the money. So I don't know if there's like a direct cause and effect into play. I mean, I, I think there's definitely factors. So it wasn't like he was holding it over his head saying, we're signing this tomorrow if you get him fired. Because okay. it took another three months to have it happen. Um, 2018 is when Biden actually jo- uh, bragged, basically, live uh, in an interview about pressuring Ukrainian pe- President Petro Poroshenko. Uh, and it's at that time, actually, in 2018, that Rudy Giuliani actually starts talking to Viktor Shokin. 
So Rudy Giuliani actually reaches out in 2018 to start talking about the facts. And so it's actually Biden bragging about this situation in an interview that basically sets the flag in motion for uh, Trump's watchdog, Rudy Giuliani, to start, like, sniffing up a trail that doesn't exist. But it's, it's like, to be honest, if, if Biden hadn't bragged about this in an interview, it probably nothing would have probably ever happened on this run. Because, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the things that basically goes through this administration goes through Fox News. So, but That is true. It continues going forward, though, and Rudy Giuliani is so deeply involved in a lot of these processes. Like, a lot of people probably don't know a lot of these facts. And I'm going to basically say, if I'm talking about things about Rudy Giuliani, I am not saying this out of nowhere. These are things that specifically Rudy Giuliani has admitted to doing in interviews. So if I mention Rudy Giuliani does this or does that, I'm not pulling this out of nowhere. It's either confirmed directly by Rudy Giuliani or confirmed by the other person that Rudy Giuliani met. So please don't think I'm lying about these things. These are literal things that you can look it up. He brags about it all the time. But he actually met with the current uh, Ukrainian prosecutor uh, general. Uh, God, this name. Why would you put a Y at the beginning and the end of a first name? Yuri Lutsenko. Yuri? Yuri? No, Yuri. Yuri Lutsenko. Yuri Lutsenko. Uh, he meets with him in January of 2019. Now, he's, like, really digging into this. So he not only meets him in January, he meets him in February. Uh, and then, it's really interesting. So they've met a couple times. And it's at this time in uh, March, March 20th, that uh, Lutsenko publicly states that the current ambassador uh, to Ukraine... Mary Yovanovich, Yovanovich. It's a U.S. person. <laughs> uh, gave him a do not prosecute list. Okay. Which sounds bad, right? Because, <laughs> by the way, uh, Maria Yovanovich uh, did not just serve during Trump's time. She also served during Obama's time and was actually originally appointed by Bush. Uh, w, not senior. W. Yeah. So this lady is like a career ambassador. She's been in there for a Good while. Good old pretzel. <laughs> Good old choke on a pretzel. <laughs> um, so like, now that sounds bad, right? It sounds sketch that a U.S. ambassador who worked under Obama gave the current prosecutor a do not prosecute these people list. But it then gets flipped around uh, because in the, like the next month, uh, Litsenko basically recants his prior statement and says that he did was not given a do not prosecute list by her but he asked her for a do not prosecute list and she refused to give him one so this which, is which fucking is it then no no he, well he later basically clarifies clarifies there's air quotes on that clarify but it's really important because there's something going on here in these actions that start to color the administration's view towards uh, Yovanovitch as well. So it's at that point, actually, that Shokin states in an interview that he was actually intending to investigate Burisma Holdings Board of Directors, not just the company, but the Board of Directors, including Hunter Biden criminally. Now, keep in mind that at this point, Rudy Giuliani has talked to Lutsenko and, um, uh, what's his name? Chokin. Shokin. Shokin. Talk to both of them before this information comes out. So this, to me, there's no actual clear facts about this, but this just feels like doctoring. Like someone's building a narrative, right? Okay. Does, it, does that sound right? Do you think Giuliani is smart enough for that? Yes. 
Giuliani is very intelligent, but he has a, a, con- a control issue. He yes. literally has an impulse control issue, uh, which you can totally see by a lot of the way he responds to people. And it reminds me of that time that we interviewed uh, Mike Tyson. Do you remember when we interviewed Mike Tyson? Oh, yeah. Mike Tyson is not a very intelligent man, but he has learned over the years to never answer a question off the cuff. To give it a second and think about what you're going to say so that way you don't like so put your foot in your mouth. It's the exact opposite. Real quick tangent. I actually think that that would make somebody a very intelligent person. So, like the fact that you think very carefully about your response, it just means that the guy doesn't have a lot of like super processing power, but he thinks carefully about what he says. Clever. Not intelligent. Uh, clever is intelligence. Eh, there's there's different levels, and we're not getting into sure, arguments sure. about what's intellect and whatnot. But it's the what, difference between but, Ravenclaw and Slytherin. And... I would say I would say it's closer to wisdom. <laughs> okay, it's a but wise wisdom action. A, wisdom is intelligence. If that's the case, then you need to talk D and D. I mean, no, okay, no. well, <laughs> <laughs> intelligence is knowing the truth. Wisdom is knowing when to say it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but it, so. So it, it really looks Yes, it, it does looks look tainted. like there is a narrative being built here. Yes, it looks very tainted. Uh, and it keeps going a little bit further. Uh, and there is a relationship that starts to be building. So I didn't put these... I gave everyone basically a time that's going to help them out what we're going to be talking about because there's a lot of facts here. I don't want anyone to feel like I kind of railroaded them here. But so there is something that isn't in here. And it has to do with uh, president, uh, current president of Ukraine, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. Zelensky is an actor uh, from a from TV show about a blue-collar man who unwittingly wins the presidential election of Ukraine and is the president of Ukraine. And, so, and in recent days, he actually, back with a millionaire who has corruption ties, uh, also specifically ran for presidency and won. Jeez. So, it's a very interesting story on Zelensky alone. Now, I don't think Zelensky's corrupt. I think he's interesting. And I honestly, a part of me kind of likes the guy, just with how absurd the story is. <laughs> but it's just one of those situations where uh, it's, it's just a weird thing. But I mean, like... Zelensky isn't exactly the heart of this issue. It's more about no. what's going on around him and around in America. So Trump actually calls up Zelensky on in April 21st, uh, specifically wish him luck and congratulate him on winning, which, you know, is not uncommon for presidents to do. There's nothing untoward about this exchange because it's also, well, it's well known what was done in this conversation. Like, it's not a hidden discussion. Well, it's... That's not the conversation that was no. transcribed. No. Then, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong well, with that. Uh, well, well that, there's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, well, okay, like, that's what presidents do. You, you no, call yeah. up a... Oh, yeah, 100%. You call up another president who is allied with you and you say, hey, congratulations. So the prior actions from Shokrin with regards to talking about Hunter Biden, uh, like, the, the month prior, has actually forced the deputy who resigned, um, Vitaly uh, Cusco, to come back out uh, and talk on April 29th about, you know, Shokin's behavior, what he was going into. And he specifically states that there was no pressure from the U.S. to close any cases towards Burisma, uh, that he provides proof, documents proving that Shokin was not actively investigating uh, Burisma or Hunter Biden. 
So he provides proof specifically showcasing that whatever Shokin said last month is bullshit. Interesting. Uh, and him basically being closely connected, I mean, he actually gives the reporter proof, like physical documents that shows that, like, hey, people are complaining we're not investigating. Uh, then the next month, uh, there, so there was a $250 million security aid uh, that Congress approved in the fiscal 2019 uh, bill specifically to give to Ukraine. But it was being held up because of an issue of possible corruption from the prior election and prior situations. Uh, so the Department of Defense actually stated in uh, May that they, they had lowered their corruption in their country, they'd done a really good job kind of fighting and kind of pushing back on the, on the scourge running through the government, and that they were cleared to receive their security aid. So it was then, so it's really important to know, it was given much earlier, but the first time anyone actually says you're good to go get your, def- your defense aid uh, is in May, beginning of May. Okay. Uh, on the 6th of May, uh, the State Department basically comes out and states that Maria Yovanovitch is going to basically, the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, is going to be ending her term as planned, which is weird of a statement to come out. Because she was going to be ending her term, I think it was near the end of this year or something. Uh, it's then after this point, uh, on the 9th, uh, Rudy Giuliani basically is planning a trip to go to Ukraine to meet with Zelensky. Who is at, at the time elect? The, okay, he's not the actual president. He's a president elect. President elect. Got it. Uh, on the eleventh, though, Giuliani cancels his trip to meet Zelensky, Shul- uh, specifically stating that he was spending too much time around the enemies of the U.S. president, which is a real fucking creepy thing to wait, say. Wait, wait. What the enemies of the U.S. president? Is that something that Giuliani actually said? Yes. Again, if I'm saying this, it's, if it has Giuliani attached, usually it's because Giuliani literally said it, or someone who was meeting with him in a meeting says Giuliani met me. So okay. this is like Giuliani literally came out and said that Zelensky, in his circle of friends that were basically helping him, like his, his party, uh, were people who were the enemies of the U.S. president, including one person who was involved with the Democratic investigation into him in 2016. Remember there was that whole talk about how Hillary specifically asked Ukraine for help? Uh, with President Trump. You ever heard about that? I no no Yeah, it was a big thing. It was a big thing, but nothing really ever came out of it. Uh, and there wasn't any like clear evidence or proof specifically that she did it, although it's pretty clear she probably did. What the Hillary asked? Yeah, Ukraine for help with Trump. Um, but that didn't work out. That yeah, it didn't work out. That aside, though, he basically is upset that there are people that are involved in Ukraine that are with Zelensky that specifically are still with Zelensky. Like they should be gone. It's kind of like clear your house kind of statements. Uh, it's after this time that um, uh, Giuliani tells Ukrainian journalists that Donald Trump removed Yovanovitch because of her efforts against Donald Trump. Again, he says this in an interview. There is video evidence of Giuliani saying this. <laughs> like, I can't make up the things that Giuliani does. Uh, and then following that, uh, Litsenko states there is no evidence that Hunter Biden violated any Ukrainian laws from 2014 going forward working with the uh, Burisma holdings. So, again, these are multiple sources, modern sources, after the State, De- uh, State Department specifically states that, like, we've got, they've gotten rid of a lot of the corruption, stating that, you know, there's nothing going on here. These are people that are basically in there at this current time. Uh, it's basically past this point... Donald Trump says that Joe Biden pressured Ukraine to fire a prosecutor who was after his son. He says this in a uh, Fox News report. So now keep in mind that 
I believe it was December to May 16th is when all this is basically percolating in the Trump administration. I think Giuliani's going there trying to basically push it. Information's coming from sources that Giuliani just talks to about this and stuff. They're later basically rescinding it. There's other people coming back saying these people that are saying these things are, are wrong. But Trump, I don't know 100% if he believes, to be honest, the people that are, that are coming out and saying, like, this is not true. If he basically believes the own hype around him by Rudy Giuliani, I don't know if Rudy Giuliani is just passing on bad information because he does it all the time on Fox News. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it in the White House as well. Uh, so this information is it's clearly upset Trump, right? I mean, this no one wants to hear shit like this, right? I mean, this isn't going to be anything. So this wasn't a presidential candidate and Trump heard this information and wanted to press someone to basically investigate. I mean, nothing technically untoward about this. But the fact that Joe Biden is running for, you know, trying to become elected or selected to basically run against Trump is why this is a big issue. It's then after this point that uh, Yovanovitch is actually officially removed from office. And this is actually uh, May 20th. Uh, now, it's really important to note that this is the exact same date that Zelensky takes office, which I don't think there's anything there, but that's a, it's a very interesting thing that that date is exact same day as that. Uh, and it's actually very interesting because Trump um, basically talks about that later, but we'll get into that. Uh, Trump at this point is still preventing the security aid, by the way, from heading to Ukraine. So it's basically been a full month and no movement whatsoever on the aid. Um, during an interview with George Stephanopoulos, Donald Trump says he'd be willing to look into information from a foreign country into his opponents. So if a foreign country bring in information about opponents, he would take it. That's not good. That's a so, bad statement. You didn't learn anything from the last year. Well, I'm saying, like, it is, that what, June? June 12th? Uh, that is June 12th, yes. Okay. So June 12th, he makes this statement. Yes. Uh, and the Mueller report finally dropped... Uh, what is that, April? Yeah. Of this year? So Two months later. Two months after a long-running investigation oh. into whether another country interfered in our elections, he decides and Trump and goes on Fox News and says, yeah, I, I listened to another country uh, interfere with our elections. We didn't stop him the first time. So the thing about it is, is that, to be honest, it needs to basically be Trump, specifically clearly asking a specific nation to give him information, receiving that information, and then distributing that information. It's almost kind of like what it needs to be to be like the perfect storm of caught. Well, no. Well, the perfect storm. No, I mean, sure, perfect storm, but <laughs> no, I mean, like... I'm not arguing whether you can make a case. I'm arguing that the perfect, like, like any jury in the world will be all like, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's The, the president did what a quid pro... The president, on a transcript, did a quid pro quo with the leader of another country telling him to look into possible well, corruption we're not there by just a political yet. Uh, we're not, opponent. We're not there just yet. Or else he would not get $8. We're, we're not there just yet. I mean... Not yet. Close. It doesn't matter, like... Right there. That 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 is your entire, like, impeachment. I'll, I'll, I'll fight you on that a little bit later. Okay, okay. Um, we'll come back. But, uh, but so, it's, so, again, he, he basically says this. Now, it's important to note that at this time, like, shortly thereafter, on the 18th of June is when Trump is talking to President of China, uh, Xi Jinping, uh, Mr. Winnie the Pooh Bear, as he hates to be called. Why are we calling him Winnie the Pooh Bear? Uh, Because people in his country say he looks like Winnie the Pooh, and basically his response to that was banning all... Like, media images of Winnie the Pooh in his country. Oh, what? Yeah. You guys didn't know this? 
No, I, I, oh. that, that, that's a little. That's you a need little to watch. You need, you need to watch ne- last week's uh, South Park episode because they cover it so goddamn well. <laughs> yeah. I don't no, know no. well, but no. it's ridiculous. It, though they cover it pretty well with his hate for for Winnie the Pooh. Uh, but just that's that's kind of one of the things. So he talks to him basically, and it's during this call that he talks to the president of China about his political people, uh, like Senator Elizabeth Warren, Biden's political people, and basically he promises Xi that he will keep... Zing, Xi. Xi. Xi? He promised him that he'll keep quiet in the news, talking in the U.S. about Hong Kong's protests as the trade talks progress. Which, by the way, again... Not there's no quid pro quo here because in the, the information of this call, there's not him asking for something. But if he had basically asked them for like this for that, definitely. But sure. here's the thing: someone in his administration, and I don't think it's fucking Trump, but someone in his administration knows that there are things that should not come out because they look bad. They are not specifically on their face bad or meet any requirements for any illegality, but they look bad. And if enough of it exists, it'll basically piece together. So this call was stored in a highly secure ser- electronic system server uh, that yes. does not basically regularly be used and should not be used. And it's basically used specifically to hide information. I'll get into that in a little bit. And that's the reason why I talked about that call. But I'll talk about it. I know I see the look on your face, Justin. It's coming up. It's coming up. We're so close. I'm just... <laughs> well, no, I, I would just like to take a moment. I, I would just like you to take a moment. You want to marinate in that? I would like to take a moment. How many times during the election did Trump go after Clinton about her private emails? It's not even that. His daughter basically used private emails. When oh, sure, sure. No, no. I, no, I recognize it. Like, I also want to point out that I really appreciate that you referred to her as Clinton as opposed to Hillary. Um, because I find it very interesting that any female candidate is referred to by her first name and all male candidates are referred to by the last name. That is That's very true. I, Andrew Yang goes right. by Yang. Oh, you know that uh, Warren. A lot of people refer to Warren as Warren. Not, not yeah, Warren. more people refer to her as Warren than than Elizabeth. But but you're you're not wrong. Like that I, is actually like more during the election both yeah. times. I, I will more people would call her Hillary than. I yeah. will specifically say though that Hillary specifically advertised her campaign as being Hillary. I'm with her H for Hillary because you want she wanted to differentiate herself from Bill. Yes. So which I can, I can definitely that does see. make sense, but it does go along with more than just the presidential campaign. It's also senators and um, people in Congress. Well, AOC goes by AOC because she's got a really fucking long name. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, there's. I think there but might no, be right. a little like, bit more going on with that. But I think there is also a a weird preference by some politicians, namely men, to want to be called by their last name. Whereas I think females well, actually, are a little more personable. Well, it's, no, it, it's well, it really so depends on it really depends on the politician. Like, it's because yeah. um, a lot of people feel the need to differentiate gender for some weird reason, and the, the best way to do that is to refer to them by their first name, which is obvious if they're female. Right. Well, the funny thing is, actually, there's a lot of uh, senators' wives who, when the senator either dies or something happens, will usually kind of jump into their seat. It's happened so many times, if not just with like governorships but also with you know senate the house and things like that so i mean it does make sense that if a female was to jump into a male seat to kind of cover for it they, they would want to differentiate themselves from just being like oh that's just you know so and so like no no i'm not just so and so because he's gone i'm betty 
You know, like it's. But well, heck, Woodrow Wilson's wife ran the country for. I don't first female president. I was talking to Monica about it the other day. I swear, I don't care what anyone says. She was the first female president. Uh, no, she ran the fucking country. No, no, she ran the country. She hid the fact like, that he was in a, had a stroke and was not moving around. Obviously, like <laughs> women can take care of business. Yeah, but she did a great job. She wasn't president. She's president. Yeah. If you do the job, I you get it. In my no, opinion. no, she got it. No, she can get it. She was president regent. <laughs> there you go. Um, so this is actually at the same time the defense secretary, uh, sorry, Department of Defense specifically again states that they will now send the 250 million in security assurances to Ukraine, but they didn't. Okay. I, they said they were going to, and again they didn't. Right. This is really important. Yes. Um, Ukraine's anti-corruption action center states that the that Shokin was fired. Because he did not want to investigate Burzum Holdings and failed the investigation, so they're clarifying in July that again, this is this is a it's no, a this weird is after thing Trump has said on on Fox News that uh, he had done this. Yeah, so okay, so this is really important to note that like most people were not aware this shit was going on because there's so much crap going on in the U.S. that like what's going on in Ukraine doesn't even like register to most U.S. citizens. Oh. So like most people until like the call happened, the call was like told to everybody because let's the, well, I mean, it comes into play. It's also, especially with this administration, the administration makes a lot of claims. Well, and sitting, st- stopping to investigate every single one of their claims, and I, I think this is a tactic by the administration, well, is to throw out a lot of smoke and have your opponents waste their time trying to argue every single point. I'm just saying that no so, one covered so this stuff. Would, well, that's my point. That's my point, is that... The administration says this kind of stuff all the time, so you wouldn't run down the, the rabbit hole because well, you just assume that it's another one of the noise Again, things. at this point, though, the people that were talking were non-U.S. citizens until Trump basically said one thing. It was one person talking about it in the U.S. Because Giuliani basically wasn't really specifically, like, outwardly talking about the fact that Biden was doing this corruption. The first one to talk about it was actually Biden basically saying he pressured the guy. Then Giuliani basically, like, his eyes glow red and he runs over to another country and basically starts, like, harassing people to tell stories for him. And then they start talking, but that country's now defending their actions on their own country and talking about it. And now Trump says a statement, so that country's all like, no, like, no, no, so no, your role, no, 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 U.S. No. We did not, he was not fired. <laughs> he was not fired because he wanted it. He was fired because he, he wasn't fired because investigating. He didn't investigate. Yeah. Uh, it's actually at this time that Kurt Volker, who is actually the U.S. special envoy to the Ukraine, uh, urged Ukraine not to interfere with U.S. politics. Yay! Uh, okay. Well, no, it takes a turn. Uh, the Ukraine believed, though, that meeting of the Ukraine president Zelensky with Trump was being held up, specifically at the same time that the meeting, I'm sorry, the funds were also being held up. So there was a belief in Ukraine that something was going on where Trump was basically preventing them from not only having a meeting between these two presidents, but also the money. So this is basically being talked about in the Ukrainian government. Uh, then, uh, on July 19th, Rudy Giuliani has breakfast with Kurt Volker. Um, by the way, I just said it was a U.S. special envoy. Because uh, at this time, there is no actual U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Uh, and informs it's very important that the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, says that, that he will help with the investigation. Now, this is proved not only by Volker's like, statements, but also by, uh, like, the text messages that came out, like, a couple days ago uh, between, like, high people in the government and, like, Giuliani and, like, government agencies. So, it's fucking crazy. I don't know if you guys heard all that stuff, but oh my god. I had not heard that. Oh, it's insane. It, we covered that. 
Uh, and then following that, um, the morning, Kurt Volker basically talks to Ukrainian Zelensky's people and says, you know, convince Donald Trump that you'll investigate Biden on the 25th so, of July. That must have been some fucking breakfast. Yeah. Well, that was six days earlier. But he goes and he tells, but literally, these it completely guys are, changed his these mind. guys are friends. No, they're friends, though. They're, it's all the basic... He said, don't do discussion. it. He has breakfast with Rudy Giuliani. And Who says, suddenly, do do it. And, su- <laughs> do do. and suddenly, his mind's changed. Now... Did he have that well, weird... I mean, but here's the that thing. That weird like, uh, baby goat cheese or whatever? So It could also just be Kurt Volkel, like, hey, so if you know it's good for you, my advice is you let him think that... So, so this is all the information leading up... not saying that he's trying to be corrupt, he's just... Yeah, you know, like this is how you get the aid money going again. This is this is literally the stuff that was happening before the phone call. Right. So we talked about a lot. We talked about Giuliani's interference. We talked about Volker specifically, like well, them feeling like they're basically being put in a place where they're not getting what they want to get in Ukraine, and then being told do this. And this is before the call even starts. Now this phone call happens that afternoon on the twenty fifth of July. So we're talking about like fucking three months ago. This is a while ago. Like Wait, this when was the phone call supposed to be? July twenty fifth. Okay. So it's at that time. Now I'm going to say, and we'll go into this a little bit more detail. I don't want to talk about everything about the transcript just because it wasn't technically released at this time. But generally what happens is Trump basically talks to him, makes some kind of platitudes. There's a little bit of that, there's a little bit of that. There's talking about the fact of investigating Biden. There is no specific statement of I will give you the aid money in the transcript whatsoever. It basically just kind of, it's a situation where it feels really fucking slimy. It's like that call with the Chinese president. Like, it's fucking slimy. But there's nothing here that says quid pro quo in the phone call. Right. Well, and with Xi Jinping, you could also say that he didn't say anything about the protests because he didn't want to screw up the trade talks. Yeah, but I mean... It has nothing to do with his, his rivals. Yeah, but this phone call was also stored on that exact same high-security electronic system server away from everyone else. And it's part of this reason that kind of set red flags. Because I want to understand that, that there is a whistleblower. But we'll yes. get into that in a little bit. And there, there are multiple people that are talking about this. And we're going to get into that. It actually happens a while later. Keep in mind, the American public does not know about this fucking phone call and does not know the majority of these facts at this point. So it's the beginning of August... That Volker talks to Gordon uh, Sondland, who is the U.S. ambassador to the European Union, specifically the U.N., uh, EU. EU. Uh, And they're basically working together to draft a political statement from Ukraine. Public statement. Well, yeah, but it's it's basically their statement that Ukraine's going to be giving out, which is fucking weird that the people from the U.S. is drafting a statement for Ukraine to give. But, I mean, that's just the way this shit happens apparently now. Uh, uh, it's not. But the statement specifically, it is now. <laughs> I mean, look, we got facts here. The, the, I'm just saying this This is not normal. <laughs> but again, remember, keep in mind, there's still not a U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Right. So the closest we have is Volker, who is the, the envoy. Well, I mean, of course there wouldn't be a U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Because he fired him. Right. But don't ambassadors have to be confirmed by Congress? Yeah. But I mean, so, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like. Does the envoy have to be confirmed by Congress? I think the envoy was already in place. Well, I'm, I'm saying I might does, be wrong on that one. Does the envoy have to be confirmed by Congress? I would imagine most people have to be if they're getting appointed Not, to a job. Uh, there's certain levels. 
I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. But my, my point. My point being, Trump likes to keep things as close to his vest as possible, mm-hmm. or as close within his own hands as possible. So they shared the draft statement with Rudy Giuliani because, of course, they did. Uh, because Giuliani's fingers are in every fucking thing in this story. Right. Uh, and basically, Giuliani said that there needs to be more probes into the 2016 election support and the Burisma holdings, which is real fucking creepy. Right. Like, I don't like, I don't like Giuliani. Like, can we just try Giuliani for this shit and just get him the hell out of there? I... At least, right? Right. <laughs> get somebody. He doesn't have presidential privilege. He doesn't have, he can't basically be a void. He's not even in the administration. He's just a private attorney. Who's basically trying to avoid being uh, having to pay his wife money in the divorce? But so, Rudy Giuliani. God, then, that was so ridiculous. <laughs> we the fact that he's to, not taking any money specifically to lower how much money he makes to, yeah. Oh. But Giuliani travels. I hate to, him so much. Uh, Giuliani travels to Madrid to meet uh, Andriy Yermak, uh, who is the Ukrainian ambassador. I'm sorry, advisor to uh, Zelensky. So he meets him in fucking Madrid. And tells him that he, like, strongly urged that your man... to investigate Burisma. Yes, keep going. Keep pushing that line. Investigate Biden. Investigate Biden is the mentality they're doing it to. Uh, and to be honest, there might be an actionable issue with Burisma. Nothing in these facts has shown that Burisma was clean off the hook. All the facts show that Burisma did something fucked up before Biden, uh, Hunter Biden got there. And then nothing happened because of corruption. So there could be an actual claim against Burisma. Um, but there's nothing clear or evidential from anything found by any of the Ukrainian information that, that Hunter Biden's involved in any of it. So it's at this point, though, on August 12th, that the whistleblower complaint is filed by somebody who basically thought the actions that were in the past and the conversation on the phone call and the way it was hidden by the government was very very scary like it was tantamount to like there is there's smoke i fucking see smoke i don't see a fire but there's a whole shitload of smoke and that's that's the truth the thing about this is is that everything we've looked at from biden's actions before in 2013 hunter biden's actions all that's biden's actions joe biden's actions trump's actions juliana's actions there is smoke. More smoke with Trump's and Giuliani's actions, but there has been no fire in technically any of this. I mean, there's, it's fucking close in some of these situations. But you can't attribute one person's actions, specifically not in the administration, to the administration's actions, which is probably why they have Giuliani doing this shit. Uh, it's at this point that Ma- Michael Atkinson uh, gets the whistleblower complaint. Uh, real quick, who's Michael Atkinson? Uh, he actually works directly under the director of national intelligence, Joseph Oh, is he the watchdog? Yeah. Okay. Got it. So he gains the, the the thing, and he gets to get to the complaint uh, on the 16th. So four days after the complaint's filed. Uh, now it's at this point that he brings it to his boss, uh, and Justin McGuire basically says, "Like, hey, director of national intelligence, this is a credible complaint. I find it worthy while investigating it over the last like was it what four days? The no, ten days. Can we investigate it for ten days? Is that I investigate this? This complaint." has a worthy belief, it's credible, I think we need to investigate this, I'm giving this to you, and I will basically, per the law, have to give this to Congress in seven days. Right. Because that's the rule for the situation. He has to give this stuff. Now, by the way, still, at this time, American public does not know anything. There is no information about this phone call whatsoever still. It's not even on anyone's radar. 
Uh, and then basically the Department of Defense basically confirms August 29th that the funds are still being held for Ukraine. So Ukraine is still not getting their money yet. Uh, it's actually uh, on the 1st of September, Bill Taylor. Now, he is the U.S. diplomat to Ukraine. Not ambassador, but just a diplomat. Uh, he basically starts getting really worried about what's going on here. And this is something that's also really shady. Uh, he basically talks to Gordon uh, Sondland via text, who, by the way, again, is the U.S. ambassador to the European Union, the right. EU, and says, like, is security assistance to Ukraine... Uh, was like, conditional on the investigation. Like, you have, they have to give us this... And basically, at that point, uh, Sondland says, like, we can't talk about this over text. And, you know, call me. And so that's what happens there. So that ends there. Uh, and it's about th- uh, three days later that uh, multiple senators basically start harassing Trump's administration about the security funds. It's actually at this point that they are finally basically released. And, like, literally the next day on the 12th, they go... Like, it's released that night, and on the 12th, they basically try to bring an action to force him. And, like, I think it was, uh, what's that guy? Lindsey Graham was all like, oh, he listened to you. It's been released already. So you guys did a good job. <laughs> what the fucking bullshit is that, Lindsey Graham? But they, they finally got released on the 11th Ukraine. So Ukraine's got their money finally. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee, keep in mind, if the information was passed by Michael Atkinson on the 26th, seven days afterwards, this technically all is kosher. So the 13th, the House Intelligence Committee issues a subpoena for the full whistleblower complaint. But it's this thing that I believe starts spreading the news through some people that are like paying attention and watching documents. Because it's on the 18th that the whistleblower complaint regarding communication with a foreign leader becomes public knowledge. This is when it starts showing up in the news. So people start hearing about the fact that like, there was a whistleblower complaint, there was a phone call, the foreign leader. And shit starts to move real fast here, guys. Because <laughs> once the news gets out... Uh, so six days later, Nancy Pelosi two weeks. announces the actual impeach inquiry proceedings. So there actually has some it filed. There hasn't been a vote taken. She's announcing that we're going to do this now, right. which I have problems with because I think at this point it's gone on not specifically this action, but the things that we should have let done impeachments for probably should happen a while back. And at this point, it might hurt us more than it's going to help. Do you want to? Do you want the polit- political talk about this, or do you want the? I mean, me personally, the, I think okay. Trump should have basically had impeachment proceedings when the minute the Mueller report dropped. Yes, yes. But, so politically, it'd be better to beat Trump in the polls than to try and impeach him. Yeah, because, no, and I agree with that. That's the problem, though. At this point, they've pushed but it so at this far, point, that's what's going to happen. At this point, Trump has done so many obvious illegal things. Well, again, lots of smoke. Very little fire that we can clear. There's see. so much smoke. So much smoke at though. this point that you have to do an impeachment inquiry. Yeah, like that Nancy Pelosi would be accused of not doing her job if she doesn't do it. <laughs> can you just imagine the Republicans making that argument and like ads against her? Right. <laughs> oh, like they literally with one hand are saying, "Don't I won't support this impeachment." And the other hand, they're going, "This year, Nancy Pelosi didn't push Trump. <laughs> uh, Vote for the Republican. She was not we'll hold doing him accountable." Her job. Yeah. If. Uh, it gets right, worse. Let's, let's it gets on. worse, guys. Um, let's finish this and then we'll do our discussion. So, it's after this on the, the one day afterwards that the Trump's people releases the memo, which like quote end quote transcript to the public. This is not a transcript. Again, this thing looks bad. It looks really just fucking creepy. I read the thing and I'm all like, okay, well I don't see anything like you know quid pro quo kind of bullshit, but I do fucking feel like this shit was slimy 
Like it just it makes us as a country look bad. True. Yeah. Personally, but I don't really. It's like again, it's it's with more information behind it, like additional conversations. I would say yes, this clearly is something more than it is. But on its face, this document does not support or show, you know, which, you know impeachable offense, in theory. Uh, it goes further, though, uh, and a redacted copy the next day of the whistleblower complaint is dropped on the 26th. Now we're in October. Uh, Giuliani denies his involvement with any statement from Ukraine regarding investigations of the corruption of Burisma Holdings. Right, of course. What? So he basically, like, fights things he said before. Right. Because that's what Rudy Giuliani does. That's all he does. Uh, and then on the 3rd of October, which we're getting really close. By the way, there's more. There's, like, I think, what, another two pages? Yeah. No, no, this is the last page. This is the last page. Oh, good. Um, on the 3rd, <sighs> Trump admits to hoping Ukraine would start investigating Biden after his, after his call. Then, and then, on the White House lawn, getting into the chopper in front of all the press corps, specifically says, China, and please investigate Biden. On camera to the press. Here's the thing. It gets a little bit worse. I. It's so, going to get worse. It's going to get so much worse. So Trump specifically tweets that this has nothing to do with corruption. Has I'm sorry, has nothing to do with corruption. Has nothing to do with nothing politics. to do with politics. And I mean, he's very concerned about the corruption of like the guy who happens to be his main political rival. I mean, like it's really interesting that that's the corruption that he's really, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean that, you're right. Of all the people in the world, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, that's the corruption this country needs to be fighting. Yeah, just like with uh, you're, Clinton. You're not wrong, but again, I mean, hypothetically speaking, if it's not the president's job to investigate the corruption of uh, government agents during their time in government, oh sure, sure, positions. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. if, if I mean, maybe maybe he could like. Look into his own administration. Well, why would he do that? I, you know, you're right. You're right. No, no, I, I'm Obviously just saying that doesn't make any sense. He Obviously, could look at his own daughter, him. who did the exact same thing why that Clinton that, did. Though? No, the the point is, the point is that that statement. If is he was so, so concerned with corruption, then he should look into his. The own statement house. is so disingenuous, saying that you're only looking into corruption when. You're only looking into the corruption of your political rival. So, it gets a little bit worse, and it's not on this. Uh, but today, a second whistleblower is coming forward. Yes. And uh, who I has believe, confirmed the first whistleblowers? I believe it's Bill Taylor. Who? Bill Taylor is the U.S. diplomat to Ukraine that specifically like was talking to the Son- Sondland and was all like, ah. are we really holding Ukraine money hostage specifically to get them to investigate? And like, I think it's him. I, honestly, I think it's him. I, I can't. Uh, I don't know enough about that to, to get into the the issue about it. Uh, he would have the knowledge. Don't worry, because Trump is going to investigate on who the name of the whistleblower is and well, Taylor's already, blow that mystery wide open. Taylor's already come out basically like said like this is not right, uh, and basically so has um, what's his name uh, Volker. I think even came out and talked about like openly about what happened. I mean, so there's a lot of people that are coming out openly saying like yeah, this is what we did. Real quick before we get into. The facts I f- of it. I feel bad. I would really like to point out that the guy was under the guy's administration. I mean, not not the president himself, but the president's administration and his campaign were investigated very closely for uh, courting uh, foreign interference. Yes. 
into his uh, into his campaign or into the elections. Well, the new elections at the time. Well, okay, so two year investigation that like takes down a bunch of people doesn't actually you know manage to, to doesn't pierce the veil. He says that right. uh, Mueller says that it's time for the House to do their job, and they don't do their job until now. No. Uh, <laughs> And then that's literally what the document from Mueller said. He said, "House, still, do your job. You have to do your job." They're still not really doing their job. Though. I can't go any further, House. You have to take it over the goalpost. It's almost literally what the document says in his report. And then the House does, okay. Let me just twiddle my thumbs for like they did a full seven again, months. They again, did a full politically, on politically, it's better to beat Trump in the in an election than it is to try and impeach him. Yeah, because but here's the problem, though, the with Democrats doing that is to... he's going to win because he has the racist vote. What? No, no, so, he's not. So here's the interesting thing about that whole argument about whether or not we should have waited to do this and whether this is the right time for it because there's a lot of people saying that they're, the Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot doing this and they're not wrong normally, historically, Usually, impeachment proceedings uh, can cause a major issue, if not with the presidential election, with a House or Senate election. That well, being wait. said, Trump's poll numbers have not gotten the typical boost that happened with Bill Clinton. In fact, they've gotten worse. They went from basically, uh, I think it was a hmm. uh, disapproving, I think it was like 40, like 2%, and it's up to 46 now. Well, see, here's the thing, though, is is the major problem that we have with Democrats and the Democratic Party is the huge split in the votes. Is we are constantly battling against ourselves. We have a couple of candidates. We have a couple of candidates that people are like last the last election. It was go Bernie, and and then uh, Clinton pulled out of the head, and then it was Clinton stole the head. Let's be honest. Yeah, but it was it's not Clinton stealing the head. It's the the DNC put their finger it, on the scale to yeah. push Clinton over Sanders. Right. But we're not here to but discuss then, about... She knew about it, though. Sure, sure. Yeah, but, but we had a couple of candidates gonna... that everybody was going for, and uh, we ended up splitting our vote. And if we don't put all of the, the Democrats on one candidate that everybody can agree on, then we're just going to do it again this time. Well, I, think I disagree. Two-party system is, is, is going to die. I, I think it will be in our lifetime that we see a two-party system die. No. Well, we also had like most people voting. Like, there were a lot of people that just simply didn't vote. And that's actually why and the two party system, the the structure of our political system is such that it doesn't make sense to have more than two actually strong political parties. So no matter what, it's I mean no matter who the political parties are, it's always going to shuffle down to two parties, and unless there is a huge structural change. In the way that we elect our leaders, and the way that we apportion power, uh, that's just the reality. Of it. I just say we should start doing Hunger Games. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. Or, or we could just make it compulsory, like other countries do. Where Australia, I think New Zealand. If you too. don't vote, you get a, Turkey? a fine. Is it? Is it Turkey's one of them too? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> If Republicans would never be down for that. No, of course not, because it's all about keeping people from voting. Yes. And before I say that it's Republican only. That's not just a Republican situation as okay. well. I remember there was one person that was in the Republican Party that actually was calling, robocalling Democrats and telling them the wrong day for the election. That's oh. pretty funny, though. That was hilarious. That's pretty funny. But don't forget to vote on the 9th. <laughs> so, but back to the back to the impeachment inquiries. Um, the, the thing is, Pelosi didn't want to 
didn't want to do an impeachment because, like I've said, it's better to beat him in the, in the election mm-hmm. uh, than it is to try and beat him with an impeachment, especially when the Republicans hold the Senate. Because you can impeach him, but the Senate decides whether he gets uh, removed. And at this point, it's not looking like well, the Senate, enough Republicans are going to flip to have a reasonable chance of removing That's why they're holding off the vote. It's because they're trying to prevent different ones. So what happens is... But then on top of that, it's he gets removed, Mike Pence becomes president. Yes, which, which is but, but they're, the arguably scarier. They're already trying to kick him out with Pence? it because that's what they're they're subpoenaing his records to with regards to Ukraine. Okay, well. They're trying to basically say that it wasn't just Trump, it was his whole administration. They're trying sure. to basically get Pence in Trump. In fact, Pence basically is like really upset because they did subpoena his information and the the administration is actually not fulfilling the requirements of the House uh, of course not. subpoenas. It's really getting crazy, but the truth of the matter is, I don't know if you know this, but what happens w- with a vice president uh, who basically steps into the position, uh, at that point, um, he gets to pick his new vice president, uh, and then the I believe it's the Senate has to confirm. The, so you think uh, he's going to pick Trump? To be honest, that'd be hilarious. But here's the thing. No. Okay. Pence is... That would be funny, but there's no way Pence would, would ever choose Trump. As and there's no way the Senate would approve it. Yeah. But but so Pence is cringy. Pence has a lot of opinions I disagree with. Oh, but man. can we admit one thing though? If anybody ever believes Pence is that an electro- adult. if anybody yes. believes electroshock therapy is a viable way to treat gay people, they automatically well, should not hold first any of all, point gay of office. People don't need to be treated to begin with. It's, it's well, I mean, some of them need to have therapists. I mean, not everyone's perfect. To be okay, what Misty well, was saying is that <laughs> homosexuality is not a disease. Thank yes, you. exactly. So. But, but, okay, and I, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I absolutely agree with you. Mike Pence they is... They should not hold any Mike office. Mike Pence is terrible. He's an and adult. In any other situation, I would fight tooth and nail to make sure that that man was not in office. Except for... Uh, with <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here, any other situation. Yeah. However, if it was between Trump and Mike Pence, I would rather have Mike Pence any day of the week because, as Eric said... Mike Pence is an adult. Yeah, I, and I, Mike Pence is not going to make stupid mistakes that could endanger the world. To be honest, I kind of view Pence as a Diet Coke of Linda B. Johnson. I can <laughs> see LBJ. What I can see LBJ. Pence <laughs> making choices that he doesn't agree with that's important for him basically for his office. I don't see Trump sacrificing what he thinks he believes in. For the benefit of like what the, the people country. want, right? But I could see like Pence going like, okay, I'm really not okay with this, but I'll do I, what I need I to do. I have to for do what I have thing. to. Yeah, you, you, you. I, as much as I disagree with men, you do get the sense that Pence does love his country I think and he does, does want want does want what he thinks is best. So for the country. why isn't he? But angry? so does Trump. No. But his country is no. also. No, right. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, here's what? my problem. I, I, I honestly don't like Pence as a person, but again, he's an adult. I think he could do the job. I think he can basically hold the seat for another year or three sure. if Trump gets reelected and we finally do the impeachment then. I'm just saying that, like, if he truly loves his country, why isn't he angry? 
If politics. these politicians on the Republic side and the Democratic side right. are truly love the, their country, why aren't they angry? Politics. Why isn't there a situation in which everybody in the goddamn Senate doesn't get up and just start yelling? But Eric, here's the thing. Eric, here's because the thing. they're white bread and they know that they're not allowed to have reactions. Okay. No. In all seriousness, the, the reason that Republicans are not having a mass revolution against Trump and Trumpism is because every Republican leader who has come out against Trump, has been fired. unless they're living in a purple district, has suffered enormously for it. The rank and file of the Republican Party still love Trump. They still are 100% around him. And any Republican leader who's not 100% on board with Trump suffers for it. Well, here's the thing. There are so many so, Republicans who went up against him in that, that, that situation who did not get jobs in his, his administration. And where are the, any of them Who should be now? standing up right now. One of them is. Oh, no, a lot of them are. Romney's standing up. Mitt, yeah, but Mitt Romney <coughs> doesn't have to worry about re-election. Oh, no, but Mitt Romney is, is uh, going to be impeached, right? You can't impeach a senator. I you know can... that, but Trump clearly doesn't. You can remove, expel. He started a hashtag impeach, impeach Mitch Romney. He did. He started a hashtag impeach Mitt Romney. Because oh, Mitt Romney's been coming out publicly against him. Yeah. Because it is. It is. It was. But that's the thing. Irreprehensible, no. the things he's doing recently with, with talking to the news media about how China helped me. No Republican politician who has come out against Trump is. Uh, Either not from a purple district or is seeking re-election. Can we all agree, though, that Trump will not get impeached? I uh, honestly, I think it's very. Well, I think he'll get impeached. I think he'll be impeached. I don't think he'll be removed. He yes. will be impeached because there will be eventually a vote. The problem, or maybe there won't be, because Pelosi's a chicken. Uh, but cause she's afraid of what's going to happen when it's the Senate. Well, yeah, but right. she wants Pelosi is doing her job. At least Pelosi have a kangaroo court, though. Okay, Pelosi's job is to make sure that the Democrats get as much power as possible and that they get their policies enacted. And so this whole impeachment thing is a distraction to her job. I, She's trying to do her job. I think, to be honest, it would be a good idea before the election to basically put this out loud so that any people whose seats are up basically for vote for the Republican side can basically be on record in front of their people in their constituency saying, I don't believe Trump committed this act. So that way the people of their area and their districts can basically like look at that and go, that will I'm help. not okay with that. That will help Trump in a lot of areas. I that will, it, that I will actually help Trump. I think it might hurt the... It will not. There's I'm, a lot of areas where if you come out and you said, yes, I, I'm, you know, I am for, I don't believe that Trump did this thing. If they're from a hardcore red blood district, that district is going to be like, well, yeah, good on you. They're going to be happy about that. I don't know. So, so doing that is a bad choice for Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. It's it's a situation where I honestly do not think that this is going to be the removal of Trump from the office. I think that that if it was earlier, when the facts were still present, we had people that were going to go to jail, uh, and the fucking Mueller report said it's your time to now bring the impeachment proceeding to basically find well, this no. evidence and then actually take him out of the office so he can be charged. His point was more about the Russian invest, uh, interference, yeah. not yeah. about Trump. Ukraine or anything like that either. Well, was, I mean, his point was... His, his, he couldn't his, dig deeper, though. He couldn't dig deeper because of the fact of the office of presidency. And he was saying, like, if you want to go further on this, it's in your fucking hands. Sure, sure. I've but done everything he, I can. His conclusion was not that... That there was know, or wasn't, that there was, there was any sort of collusion or anything just, like that. It was that... 
the listen, guys, the Russians are interfering in our elections. And there's evidence here. Holy shit! But the Russians are interfering with our you elections. You have to find guys. more, and you have to decide. Um, I think he said he literally said in the report that it wasn't his job. Yeah, to decide whether the president was guilty of these crimes. Well, yeah, he didn't look for collusion of any kind. Collusion wasn't even a part of no, he, the report. He, he couldn't find well, anything his, that was clear uh, collusion. Yes, but his it was pretty clear. Also, what he was searching for was Russian interference, right? Not, not collusion, right? But but it was it like, was okay, supposed to be are, their job to pick up. We are at a very early yeah. point in this whole proceedings, and I really feel that this it is doesn't have to be. I mean, what do you mean? It doesn't have to be. That's where they could we call. Are. They could call the vote right now and push it to the to the sham kangaroo court in the Senate. They could. They could. They could. They're not going to. But they're and trying also, to basically get enough evidence to the public. Yeah, we have a second whistleblower at this point. Yeah. I think at this point, especially with how unhinged Trump Trump has become in the last couple of weeks, I think there's a lot more. I think a lot more is going to come to light, and. I, I think at the very least, Trump is going to be impeached. I th- he may not be removed, but I think he's definitely going to be impeached. I think what well, you I mean, don't realize... Clinton was impeached. He yes, exactly. I think what you don't realize is the entire thing that happened primarily since the Mueller, since the Russia thing, is Rudy Giuliani. And I think that he's gotten very, very wise to the fact that he can't be the one that does both sides. And I think Rudy Giuliani plays the part of the bad hand, and Trump plays the part of the good hand. Okay. Both hands can't be on any form of record talking about the fact that they're working together. And that way, if Trump needs to, Trump can literally say, I had no idea what Rudy Giuliani was doing. And it's the same thing he tried to play with, uh, what's his name? Can we take a moment real quick? Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York City, uh, is the president's personal... Attorney, yeah, but not in the administration. And he is—he's his personal attorney. He is not elected, uh, and not appointed, in the administration. confirmed by Congress in any way, shape, or form, or even being paid, uh, or even being paid. Although Allegedly. that's a really minor issue. No, it's not for for Rudy Giuliani. It's really important, actually. I—I I don't think. No, I'm saying it's not salient to my argument. Okay. Um, I don't care how much he's paid. No, he's not paid at all. Okay, I don't care. His ex-wife cares. Yeah. See, I don't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even care enough to remember you telling me that he wasn't getting paid. Look, it's a character issue. My point is, this man is not elected, confirmed by the Senate, appointed in any way, shape, or form. He is a personal attorney who is having high-level meetings with uh, heads of state. What about uh, what's her name's husband? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, American boy. Yeah. But I also feel like again. Because the, the president has Mark appointed, right? <laughs> the president has appointed his son-in-law, also not confirmed, appointed, elected, any way, shape, or form. His daughter, his sons, he's having personal people doing government business because he needs to have everything within tight control of him. And he also and needs that to, is troubling. He needs to disavow things too. Rudy Giuliani, the entire purpose of Rudy Giuliani is disavowment. Rudy Giuliani is not a member of the administration, so therefore, basically, you can't basically hold him responsible for things that happen within the administration. Which you have to basically find a, a, a thread that they have basically hidden so deep and it's untraceable between the two of them. And it's like it's like they're talking to each other through a string attached to cans, Campbell soup cans, and that's how they're communicating, and it's not being tapped into. 
they basically they're meeting on a park bench and talking to each other and handing over a briefcase. That's literally how they're basically handling this shit between the two of them. And because of that, I don't think they're going to show any evidence or be able to prove any evidence that Trump specifically told you I... to do this. I think, I think it's all going to come down to is like, is that what's happening? I think there's here's a lot how you more get that's going to come out, and I think that here's how you get, it's going to get Here's how you crazy. get them to do it. You put Giuliani on Fox News, and you... Just let him tell, talk for three and, hours? And you just tell him, you know, I bet you didn't have anything to do with this, and then he will absolutely confirm... I did all of it. <laughs> ...that he did all of it. Here's the thing. I just want Rudy Giuliani, at the very least, if they're all said and done, I want him in jail. If No, if, if his actions was basically telling Ukraine... We're keeping the money from you until you do this investigation. And then Ukraine basically got like, okay, and we can't find any evidence and proof that Trump basically told him to do it. And he did it. In jail. Treason. Operating outside of the, like, as if he's basically a member of the U.S. government against the U.S. government's interests. Shooting range. Yeah. I don't know about shooting range. But, yeah, yeah, definitely treason. (laughs) I'm just saying. We Trump keeps throwing mm. out treason to people. Let's put yeah. let's put Giuliani shooting on treason range. charges. No shooting range, but paintballs. Trump needs to realize and he's not the U.S. Nightly, he's not the frozen <laughs> frozen paintballs. Oh, how! But the thing about this is that I, I honestly, if Rudy Giuliani doesn't end up going to jail like Michael Cohen, I'm I'm having a problem. Well, this whole thing is just a problem. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think Trump's going away for any of this. I think I, he's nailed get dragged to the mud for sure, but I think that he's going to walk out of this as like he did the Mueller investigation. I, and call I don't him think he is. I don't think he is. I think this administration has made a lot of mistakes, and I think that it has done a lot of illegal things, and um, I think that these things are going to start coming. It's it's a snowball effect. Um, once one person stands up and says, well, listen, guys, this happened, somebody else is like, well, okay, well, they're, they're talking. I might as well get this off my chest. Hey, listen, this thing happened here. Again. And I think it's I, going I, to, I, I think he's, yeah, I think it's going to get I worse. I bet you everyone's going to say, Rudy Giuliani told me to do this. And they're going to be all like, the Trump tell you? He's like, no, but I assume that it came from Trump. And then Rudy Giuliani's going to go on the stand and say, I told him to do everything. Did Trump tell you to do that? Nope. Well, and then, then he should go to jail. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, you draw a, a direct connection between the two of them. It's the president's personal uh, attorney. Yeah, yeah, but if you're That's trying to basically... That's not enough of a direct connection. Yeah, if you're trying I to say, he, okay. he basically was just trying to help brother out. Okay. I mean, also, is Rudy Giuliani the kind of person who's going to let himself uh, take one for the team? Yes. And it's going to help him basically make sure that his wife doesn't get any of his money and doesn't get touched at all, so he gets to have all of it when everything's said and done. He will 100% take the fall and go to jail for five months and then Trump will pardon him. Uh, here, here's a really <laughs> scary thought. What if uh, Trump is trying to get the impeachment thing going uh, deliberately? It's possible. Uh, with like thinking that he can pull uh, a Bill Clinton and, and actually and get his numbers improved after the impeachment and sweep the the house. Yeah, yeah, no, it's possible. It's very possible. I mean, Do you th- think that's he's what, smart enough for that. It's not a matter of smart. He's got strategists he... specifically talking in his ear. Giuliani is very intelligent, and these this is history. This is like things that happen. Like, impeachment proceedings don't usually go well for the other side, especially well, okay. if they can't pull it off. How many times have they happened, though? Uh, like five twice. times? Five times? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot oh, more no. than you okay. think. So Anthony... It's only been effective zero times. <laughs> no, it's only... Well, no, it's... No. Two presidents have been impeached. Yes, but how many have been removed? Sure. Yeah. Zero. 
Uh, well, okay. Uh, I I think you can count Nixon. One nope. No. He resigned. Yes, he resigned before he could be impeached and removed. Yeah. But he was going to be impeached and removed. Yeah, yeah because but, of that, he was able to get uh, basically pardoned so they would stop the investigation. Yeah. But see, he never let it follow through, so you don't really know for sure if he would have been removed. He would have been. But you it don't was, know for sure, because you're mean, not a fortune teller. I, actually, That's the whole I thing, am. though. No, he, I am. No, I got okay. training and went to school to okay. become uh, a fortune teller. So let's let's go I literally our, do that for a living. Let's just go into I our final thoughts real quick, just to talk about it. I know Justin and I have really been like monopolizing a lot of this discussion. No, it's cool. I've just been reading a sheet. Justin's been yelling at me as I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't think I was yelling. <laughs> I literally like five times saw steam coming out of yours <laughs> as I was talking. It's a new trick I've learned. <laughs> so Monica, what, what is your final thoughts on this machine? Give me your final bullet phrase. Bullet phrase. Yeah. Impeachment for sure. Um, removal. No. And also, prediction for the next election, uh, Trump's going to win. Misty? So, impeachment most likely is going to happen. It's going to be a fun paper trail. We get to look at it, and it just goes away and does nothing. Frame it, put it on the wall. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I I don't see a removal happening. I don't know if it'll lead to Trump bouncing back and, and pulling a 2020 um, he might decide that this is a little bit too hot for his his liking and <laughs> the pay is too good uh, <laughs> uh, well yeah the, the pay that he doesn't actually generate the, 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 the check that he gives away so he can have other things coming he up. makes more money out of actually Mar-a-Lago and all the places where the uh, people stay in his places yeah, well, that's, that's that much. Yeah, Mar-a-Lago costs, and also Trump, New York, and Trump and. Uh, well, I mean, it's like Pence also. Technically, those are not supposed to Trump be property. his businesses anymore, it's, but they, they still are. Yeah, they never. He still has a business. So yeah. you think you think he's going to win though, or no? Um, I, I I think it's a a strong possibility. I I'm looking at the other side with the other candidates, and I'm just like, eh, I don't think any one of them. In particular, comes off as either personable enough or skilled enough to. I think Bernie uh, Sanders has a real shot if he didn't have that fucking heart attack. Yeah, no. That's just, no, no he all the really all the doesn't. all the Bernie Bros went to uh, Yang. They all, they're all Yang gang now. The Yang gang. They're all Yang gang now. No, no I'm not even kidding you. All the Bros uh-huh. who love Bernie have yeah. dropped him. He's now an old man because it's like a, a couple years. Yeah. And now they're on the Andrew Yang gang. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Making I, the exact same arguments they're making with Bernie. Yeah, I can, I can see the, the attraction there, but I'm just... I, I don't feel like any, any one candidate's going to shine well enough to, uh, to uh, cut through all the bluster. Bullet points, Justin, if you can. Oh, boy. Um, um, uh, so on, on this, I think he's definitely going to be impeached. Um... I think it's a very strong possibility that there's going to be a lot more that's going to come to light. I think that it is going to be a very messy uh, and painful period of our history because it's going to be turned into an ideological discussion when it really isn't. Um, And honestly, I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Uh, even if, even if things go, you know, quote unquote, my way, and he's impeached and removed, I think that this is still a dark period in our our history, and 
I think that it's a good question whether our republic can heal from the damage that has been done by this era. Um, one way or the other, I think that this is going to be a pretty, pretty painful era. Uh, and I mean, as for, as for Trump, I think Trump is more or less done. I think that he's going to get impeached. Even if he's not removed, he's going to be beaten in the ballot box. Um, By who? It, anyone. No. Uh, a lot of the factors that... A lot of the factors that helped him win back in 16 are not there anymore. So who's your prediction? Too early. By if I had to... If you put a gun to my head and I had to say who, who's going to be the Democratic... Um, Frontrunner, it's going to be Joe Biden or it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. Or it's going to be a ticket of Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. That would be a good ticket. Warren won't do it. No, probably not. Well, Biden, I mean, Biden wouldn't do it. I think, I think no one Biden the other. should be Warren's vice president. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be so mean. Uh, so my thoughts is... Um, the House, the never the P. The House is going to use a situation to run a mini <laughs> trial before they actually do the actual vote. They're going to basically gather a bunch of information. They're going to hold a whole bunch of Senate hearings. Sorry, uh, House hearing hearings by the House Intelligence Committee. They're going to basically play this out as long as they can. And if they can pull it off without turning the public, they're going to try to run this investigation within the House until the election. That's my feelings. Okay. Then if Trump loses, they're going to drop everything and never have to vote. Uh, if Trump wins, then they'll push the vote and basically hope that they turn up heads in the uh, Senate to specifically get him out of the office immediately. Um, I think that okay. they will be unsuccessful. I think that what's going to happen is, is Biden basically going through all this, I think, uh, and also Biden's other problems, which he clearly has. And like I said, he's not exactly, in my opinion, a very good Democrat. He's very Republican-esque. Uh, I think that he would be the smarter vote, but not who I want. And I think that the Yang gang is into the same thing they did with, uh, with the Bernie bros, uh, and it's going to basically cause a major shift and split in the Democratic Party, which is going to directly hurt us going into the election, which is going to basically harm us going through the voting, and we're going to probably lose. I think that the best person for the actual position would probably be Elizabeth Warren, but I think, again, the Yang gang is going to cause some major issues, and there's going to be a lot of mudslinging that's going to go on in the process. It's going to basically hurt us within the Democratic Party. I think that's going to basically lead to a cinch where, while Trump doesn't deserve to win, People are going to be angry. They're going to basically say nothing's really changed, so why bother getting rid of him? Uh, regardless, well, I mean, before I he was like, no, I'm just saying before it was like the same. Like they're going to like, they're I like, honestly think that it's that's going to be a, a point against him. Well, no, it's because he's going to claim it as a victory. If I'm well, so horrible, still, if I'm so horrible, the country should be in shambles right now. But right now, it's all the same. It, it kind of uh, isn't. Uh, well, same. I mean, uh, we are going at, towards a recession. We're going towards a recession again. The world is going towards well, a recession. If we, yeah, but if we hit it though before the election is the question. But I think, I think what's going to happen is um, we're going to hold off. Trump's going to run against a horrible Democratic campaign of frontrunners. So we're going to lead to an election that no one's going to want. It's going to lead to a situation where Trump has a really good chance of winning. And if he does win, we're going to then try to push the vote and see if we can turn the heads in the Senate in the process. I think that's what's going to come down to. I think that uh, uh, there's also a really good possibility that if enough evidence actually is pulled up, uh, we want to actually also have the House vote because I think Trump will probably just resign and then basically like use it as a claim to gain support for him and the 15 books he'll write afterwards. 
I think. Uh, you mean he'll Pence, have someone write for him? Yes. I think Pence retires, and the new VP is Sarah Palin. Oh, please don't dig that. Trump back. Palin ticket. On no. that note, I, I would like to thank anyone that sat through this hour and a half long podcast. I'm sorry for the, how dry it was in the beginning in the history lesson, but I will say this is probably the most informative the Force Youth podcast has ever been. And I hope that you all appreciate the hard work I went into to find all those facts to create a strong timeline of the events because that really crushed my soul. Everybody give Eric a golf clap. Well, I thank you again. Uh, By the way, one last piece of business before we close out. Happy birthday to Justin. Happy birthday to Justin. Happy birthday, dear Justin. Happy birthday, it's your fault. (laughs) Wait, what's my fault? Trump. (laughs) By the way, uh, we don't film this in advance. It's all done on the day. This is is basically, we started at 6 a.m. on Monday morning, and today is actually Justin's birthday. Wait, what? I missed things. (laughs) It's all done on the day. Right, right, yes, of course. The day of, this is my birthday, right now. Yes, so... It's really interesting when you guys are in the car driving and you listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Again, thank you so much. And we will catch you next week. We'll be back to our snide, assholy, shitty comments about pop culture and the world around us. (laughs)